0: We can talk about anything you want,
1: but Jay Fawcett's it, Ignorance.
0: Welcome to Jay Fawcett's Ignorance, episode two of the backyard format. Uh, this format is very noisy. Two lapel mics in the backyard running dogs, lots and lots of dog noise. So if you don't like this uh, format of microphones, and lots of dog noise and dog talk uh, feel free to skip all of the backyard episodes in this feed. if you do enjoy it, great in this episode we talk about diversity and inclusion training in the workplace and various experiences we've had around that issue so hope you enjoy
1: yeah, I thought uh, I was pretty I was impressed with the audio quality to be honest oh yeah no, I, that's I don't pretty. know if you did anything to
0: it or I boosted a little that's it so the the mics are on default settings I like and all I did was boost the levels a little. Hey. So yeah, if, if what you're shooting for is only hearing, hearing the person's voice and not hearing all the background noise, then a lapel mic's a terrible idea. But
1: yeah, well, it I, actually
0: does really well yeah. keeping everything else lower than your voice. Oh,
1: dog. what was that, Huey? Did you hurt yourself? Why are you tearing up my face, <laughs> yeah. you big dork? <laughs> he didn't yelp or anything. He just looked like it may have landed on his foot. I think Alex is getting, like, a surgery on his mouth tomorrow. Say what? He has, like, a little polyp or something, like, on his gums. And we used to kind of not worry too much about it because we thought that it wasn't causing him any pain, but we feel like it's causing him pain, so we wanted to...
0: So, you've you get, known about it for a while, but it was fine?
1: Yeah, it seemed like it was fine. And, uh, but it, I, we don't know if it's part of, like, if it's like a tooth cyst or something. A tooth cyst? Or whatever that is when they get, like, on your tooth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you got anything on your teeth.
1: <laughs> I thought that was bone.
0: So, what is it, just last couple <laughs> of days? It looks like it's been bothering him for the first time, or what?
1: Well, it's probably been a couple months that it's been bothering. We think, but uh, we, when we first thought that it was bothering him, we took him to our vet, which is VCA, an I eighty Dodge, and we we got like an estimate, and it was like twenty two hundred dollars to have it removed. And you know, like half the cost, I didn't understand, like why we needed to biopsy it before we we removed it because we kind of thought well it's causing them pain we don't want them to be in pain so let's just remove it no matter what it is and if you want to biopsy it afterwards that's fine but it it seemed like they wanted to do it in the most expensive way possible and anytime we brought it up to do it a different way they were like oh no it needs to be done this way without a really good explanation in my opinion and
0: so they want to knock him out twice, once to do a biopsy, and then you come back later and they take it out again for
1: twenty. I, I don't hours? know about knocking him out. I don't, I don't know the details of that. It just seemed like they wanted to do it in the most expensive way humanly possible. So there was another, ke- like, uh, they actually recommended another place, and I, I can't remember the name of it. It's like... Uh, humanitarian aid for animal or something i can't remember it's like some uh organization that does surgeries like that for pets and stuff well what's the symptom like
0: is he eating weird or what's the deal well like he looks like, fine
1: like if you kind of you can kind of see it if he gets close but it's like on his right back molar it's on the tooth itself well we don't know i personally don't know Alex, what are you, oh, you doing? Can't, you can't see it. Whatever it is. No, you can see it, but it's hard to tell. You can see it like in his gum. Oh. It's hard to tell if it's and if it's part, if it's if the if it's some sort of decay in the tooth, or if it, maybe he got something down in there at some point and it's caused like a. But it's actually relatively small right now, and it doesn't seem to be bothering him lately. I don't so, see it. What? I don't see it right here. Like below his jaw? No, it's like, it's like in his jaw, like, like it's in his jaw. Alex, come here, buddy. Oh, it's okay. I don't wanna. No, I mean you can see it right here, <laughs> right here. <laughs> you see? Oh, like it's... right on the lip there. Yeah, it's like a little pimple-looking oh. thing. Okay, I still don't but see it's... it, but I was looking in the wrong spot. Yeah, you kind of see how it's like discolored. And way back there, he doesn't bite it, right? No, like he hasn't accidentally bitten that. No. Part. No, and we don't know why he, uh, it kind of swelled up really big at one point and then it kind of went back down and then it started hurting him.
0: Oh, bummer. Yeah, right now it just looks cosmetic. Yeah, it does. It wouldn't even occur to me to do anything about it the way it looks right now.
1: Yeah, and, and that's why we weren't doing anything at first, and, uh... Yeah, if it fucks up, if it swells
0: up and fucks up his eating and then goes down and swells up again and goes down and swells up again, that's not great.
1: Yeah, so we really kind of want to get it checked out in case, because there maybe could be something in his gums that he got down in there while he was eating once or something and infections flaring up. And and Alex is actually, I mean, he's pretty tough. Like, if he's in pain, you really technically don't know it with Alex. He, he he, his leg probably hurts him right now, but he wants to play so goddamn bad. Missy, on the other hand, she gets a little bit of an alley, and then she's crying about it, trying to make everybody feel sorry for herself. Huey, come. Good boy. Look at that verbal
0: recall. Don't even have to shock him. <laughs> <Good laughs> come, because... <job>, Huey. <laughs> Because he knows (laughs) that what comes after the verbal recall attempt is shocking. (laughs) He's a smart dog, he's just willful. So it's nice, the e-collar makes it so that 99% of the time I never have to use the (laughs) e-collar. Yeah. (laughs) It's like mutually assured destruction for dog control. Right? I get sued,
1: but you get zapped. We <laughs> both lose. Yeah, so we had this uh, diversity and inclusion thing today. And uh, there was a... And I hope I'm getting the terminology right, because I'm, I'm actually trying to be respectful here. But... There were so many terminology words used, I actually lost track of which ones were appropriate and which ones were not. But I, I'm pretty sure little person is the right term. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that,
0: my understanding.
1: Yeah. Huey. So this, Come. Uh, Huey. Good boy. So she was talking about how we need to, as a company, you know, try to accommodate people with disabilities as much as possible, which... Which I agree with that actually. I think that's uh, without a doubt a w- like a a way that you can bring more um, advancement in the company with diversity and yeah. all these different things. Well, like I mean, all your office jobs, I assume are accessible to. Yeah. And she talked about how if when we get uh, with during COVID, the transition to companies being more accepting of working from home has like um, really helped people with disabilities because it's easier for them to work from home than it is to go into an office. But anyways, we were talking about the terminology and one of the lead people in the company was um, talking about homeless people and how what we call them has changed over time Um, she didn't actually mention bum but that's kind of what the word that i remember when i was a kid was bum and then it's it kind of the most recent one that i remember is homeless people that seems you know like the proper terminology oh i thought
0: housing insecure was the current preferred terminology
1: well hopefully i get the terminology right but she actually said homeless person to one of her niece to her niece and uh, her niece responded with they're not homeless people they are people dealing with homelessness Uh, and i think that that's the current
0: is housing insecure an insensitive phrase now i don't know um I mean you just had training today no one's trained to me in years so.
1: you ain't they come. didn't they didn't mention that phrase i I think what I think is interesting about it is how things change over time and I and I kind of wonder if what we call it changes what it is and I wonder I guess at one point at what point in time is the next phrase gonna roll around because We associate what it is with what we're calling it today, and we don't want to do that anymore, so let's call it another term to see if we can distance ourselves from what it is. Can you give me an example of what you mean? Well, so... uh... Alex, hey! No, Alex! Ah, Missy! Missy, come here! Come here, Miss! Missy! Stop being a turd. You guys don't need to run after the person that's running all the time. I know that's how I got you to learn how to play pitch. (laughs) I'm running all the time. That's how I'm so skinny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) Oh, the person that's running all the time. Comma, all the time. Yeah, okay, got it. I'm no runner. But yes, I had to stop dude from disappearing with this long rope here. So do you have an example of where... Like, how would—whatever the term, the preferred term is right now, can you give an example of how the terminology changing affects the real-world scenario at all?
1: Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is is that it doesn't, at the end of the day, affect the real-world scenario, what we call it. But because over time we associate with the new word with the real-world scenario— we don't like we we say that the new word is no longer good because over time we're associating it with the real world scenario, which and then we figure out a new word to call it to kind of dissociate it with the w- real world scenario. And I kind of wonder at the end of the day what good that causes. So one thing is
0: oh I, okay I misunderstood. I, I thought I thought you were saying somehow political correctness could cause a real world problem to go ignored.
1: Oh no. And then I
0: think you I think what you're saying now is that you're worried or no, you're you're questioning if political correctness is just moving the goalposts on the language and all we're doing is language work and we're not actually solving any of the actual real world problems. Is that <laughs> is that your concern? Is that we're yeah. not actually addressing homelessness by changing the name that we call it. Right.
1: Oh good okay Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. We're not, we're, not a, we're not helping anything or changing anything by calling it a new name. It's almost like, well, what's the next euphemism that we can come up with? So that we don't have to work on the actual problem. Right. And then over time, the euphemism becomes what it is. <laughs> and we don't want to associate what it is with those people. So we come up with a new euphemism. So it's like you constant. Come on, Missy. Where's your toy? And, you know, like, uh, in other cases, you know, like, mentally retarded used to be, like, the medical term for it. Yeah. And then, well, we don't want that word to mean what it used to mean, so let's come up with a new word. Well, I think they don't want that phrase used at all. Right. Well, so, and that's and that's kind of why I think is interesting about it. So, like, the word retarded... <laughs> has a meaning, right? Yeah. And we use it in other areas, like... like Yeah, engineering or flame retardant or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, So now we've taken something that, a word that described the situation, and it was indifferent. It was scientific. It was medical, right?
0: Well, it depends on how it was used. Like, words never mean anything without the context of the person using the word.
1: Right. And I, I get it, too, that, you know, maybe those same words are used to call people that maybe don't fit into the category in its original term and then it kind of becomes a slander and <clears throat> which is always going to be the case anyways but
0: yeah the cruel people don't care what the politically correct term is they're going to use whatever the cruel word is yeah, to be cruel um, so yeah the, I, I do worry that we spend too much time on the woke left Moving our words around, which isn't actually solving any problems, <laughs> and, in the wor- in the world, right?
1: Right, and and so, the newest the newest version of homelessness that I heard today kind of sunk in with me because, Nizzy, you have to be so noisy. I can, go on, I can hear you. Oh yeah, I guess I guess I was trying to collect my thoughts, but and. Also making sure that Missy didn't see the dude over there, but um. because I look at, we call it homelessness instead of houselessness, and you know, I was thinking to myself today, like, what if something really bad happened, you know, World War Three or whatever. And for some reason, me and Kelly lost, <laughs> it sounds like uh, they are really tearing each other up over there, but <laughs> they're really how, not. This is how Missy has fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So, they're not, uh, dear listener. it's not it's not as big as this is a small black dog vocalizing and then chasing off a big white dog who's very amused
1: by this and they're both enjoying themselves yeah so like let's say we lost our physical house but we still had each other in some way shape or form like i still had kelly and i still had you know the dogs and, and and maybe even yeah, I had you around. You have you know, a cat now, too, remember? What's that? Don't forget the cat. Oh, yeah, the cat. I, I did actually <laughs> forget about the cat. I don't know how that would work out in this situation. But Are, Is that cat not growing on you? You don't like the cat still? Uh, it's not that I dislike the cat. It's just that... <laughs> cats suck? No, <laughs> it's just like it's hard for me to form like an emotional bond with cats. Yeah. It, to me, it's like the equivalent of having a hamster. And I yeah. I, I can't control that. Yeah. You know, I mean... I I mean well, I had that's had just me being honest I about kid, it. I've I... even told Kelly that. I here here, Miss. When
0: I was a kid I had a guinea pig and I hated that thing. I, I so bad wanted to love that thing, but it hated me. It would just scream any time I tried to interact with it. Oh really? Yeah, it was terrible. It screamed? It screamed. Like all it ever did if I tried to pet it. Like I fed it every day in water, you know, and the you know, whatever changed its bedding constantly and it would just scream it hated human contact and i'm like so i end up resenting the thing because for months and months or i don't know how long i had it but for months and months i'm just taking care of this thing that hates me as far as i can tell so i start resenting it so then i start hating it anyway sorry i totally derailed you so like homelessness houselessness if you still had your dogs and
1: yeah and and maybe maybe nothing really changed you know maybe you let us pitch a tent back here in the we, back. Alex, say, Maybe you let Good us pitch boy. a tent back here so we could still all play together. And nothing changed other than the fact that we lost a house, our physical house.
0: Well, what does that mean? You're sleeping in a tent on your lawn, on your or, land?
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe we're just sleeping. Maybe you let us stay back here in your back little lawn in a tent. In a tent? <laughs> okay. To me, because uh-huh. I still have the things that kind of define me, which is my family and my friends, I would still think that that tent is my home. Yeah. I don't have a house, but I still have a home. Well, yeah, I think that's the point that they're making with
0: homelessness versus houselessness. Yeah. That's the point they're making is that some people live in RVs and some people live in tents and that is their home. So you shouldn't have the police go in and destroy their fucking house, you know, tearing it up and throwing it away. Because that's where they're living. That is their home, you know, to the extent that they want to be there. Right. So I I think homeless versus houseless, I think, came out of a a desire to empower people that don't have traditional housing to, look, these are still people. And if we can give them more supportive housing, great. If they can earn supportive housing, great. Come on, buddy. Come here. Where's your toy? So anyway, I think the homeless versus houseless thing, I thought, came from a desire to help people and to communicate that, look, just because someone doesn't have a standalone house on a plot of land doesn't make them any less people than other people. I thought that's right. where that came from, but so, who like, knows.
1: I, I guess what I'm kind of going with this is is that I would be houseless, but I wouldn't be homeless, and I still would be a happy person. Really? I think I would be. I mean, that's the things that really matter to me.
0: Can to I sell me? you my RV? You can live in it full-time and <laughs> tell me how you feel after a month? I'm not
1: saying it would be ideal.
0: <laughs> I kind of like it for a while, and then I get sick of it. Missy. And then I want to be back in the house again.
1: I mean, I would. And I would definitely be disappointed that we lost our house, but that wouldn't be what just, dis- you know, like, if you, take, if you take losing, like, the physical house— that wouldn't do the emotional damage that you know, losing a dog or losing Kelly, you know, like those oh, yeah. those things that I really define my home or my house by or my home by. Right. The house is part of it, yes, but it's it's a rather insignificant part of it that what I where I'm going with this is that I look at somebody on the street. That's living in a tent. They could be houseless. They could be houseless and homeless. You know what I'm saying? I think that those yeah. Are, if they don't want to be there, then they don't have a home, right? Oh, right. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say, like, it's the emotional attachment to what they physically have that's important. Yeah. And they could be happy with where they are, and therefore they have they're they're houseless, but they're not homeless. Yeah. And. It, it seems like we kind of we've used a word that describes the emotional attachment but oh it's almost like what we mean specifically is houselessness yeah. and and they could be they could be homeless but that's not I mean, that's kind of up for them to decide, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. self-reported, like yeah, like your pronouns. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, your pronouns are whatever you tell me they are. I don't give a shit. You tell me your pronouns, I'll use them. You know, that's that's the end of
1: my concern about people's pronouns. Yeah. <laughs> so. So when the when the thing the new word came out today, a person that is homeless or uh, people experiencing homelessness. Yeah, people experiencing homelessness. I thought was interesting. Um I thought you said your niece said that to you. No, not my niece, but the lady that was talking's niece.
0: Oh, she was telling a story about her how her niece corrected her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so
1: that's how she knew the new word, I guess you could say.
0: Uh, keeping up with the youths. Yeah. Well that's cool. I mean as far as remote work goes, like remote work is great, I would think, for little people, right? Yeah. Like, if the accessibility was around, like, a conversation about accessibility, specifically about little people, to the extent that everyone can remote work, I would think that that equally applies to little people, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, assuming that they have a home that they can work from, uh, like, I don't see any... Yeah, so I, I see remote work as a big um, equalizer
1: yeah, I for agree. people
0: with accessibility needs. Yeah. Um, not necessarily all of them. Like It's possible, depending on what the job is, that you have some sort of capacity to provide better for someone who's blind in the office than you do at their house. It's possible that that's a thing. I don't know. Like the only blind person I've ever worked with was a phone reservation agent, yeah. And they could have just as easily done the same job through from from their their house, home, whatever, if they had chose to. Technologically speaking, there was no barrier. There was no reason for them to physically be sitting there. Yeah. In the call center, the telecommunication switches and whatever can just ring them at their home. And then everything that's on their monitor, if they even have a monitor plugged in, because a lot of times that agent would just unplug their monitor so that no yeah. one could see what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. Because what the, the reader software is reading everything on her keystrokes. Like every keystroke, it reads yeah. at like 7x speed. Like I listened in one time and I could, had no idea what it was saying. Yeah. But they've gotten so used to it that they're fast. Like they were really good at doing that job. Because they had a really pleasant speaking voice, and they had um, uh, really good customer service skills, and they were yeah. empathetic with the customer, you know, the the person phoning in, and monitor or no monitor, they were flying through that system. So,
1: yeah, I mean that's pretty cool, and I think that that's a good illustration too, you know, from the meeting today about how work from home is actually beneficial for the company because. You would imagine that all of that technology and equipment that that person needs to live their life is already at their house. Yeah, yeah. And if you want that person to work out of the office, you now have to duplicate all of that stuff at the office. So
0: if they want to work in the office, then the office should be accessible and provide for them there. But if they would prefer to work from home and their home's already set up to be optimized for whatever their accessibility issues are, great. Right. You can do the job, you know, so I don't know, you've got tens of thousands, you have 30,000 employees, right? So I don't know how many of those are office jobs versus people that are physically, you know, Not doing it. shit. But I assume that all the office jobs can be done remotely and that people with access- like little people could do all those jobs, no problem. Yeah. I assume, I don't know.
1: Well, I do think all of our office jobs can be done remotely. I think the biggest barrier that we've had is the status quo. You know, people feel like they do better at asking questions and answering questions if there's a physical person there, and they're physically pointing at a sheet of paper with their finger saying, hey, look at this, here's my question. And we we haven't been able to make the jump really effectively with doing all of that stuff with programs and a computer mouse, you know. So that's kind of been our biggest barrier, and, I, I, and the points that she was making has been what I've been making you know, about our own work-from-home policy is that it does open the office up to more people and more opportunities for people that could benefit from that. And I said that long before this lady said it in this meeting, but nobody really seemed to care about it until she said it, <laughs> which is fine. I don't care. I'm just a regular white guy. Nobody really cares about what I have to say about stuff like that. It it certainly isn't as meaningful as when I say it. Because I'm just trying to get out of going to the office anyways at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, anyone, well, everyone has accessibility issues, right? But what those are, I can't speak for what works best for anyone. So they need to, they're the experts on their accessibility needs, not me.
1: And I was actually glad I was actually remote like I was actually I was in my cubicle right because there was she actually said this one thing that made me chuckle and it, uh I was glad that nobody could hear me chuckle because she said uh, one of the challenges that she faces is that when she has to go to the bathroom one of the things that she has to check <laughs> is that the toilet seat is on securely because she physically has to climb up onto the toilet to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. I, I sat sense. there, I chuckled a little bit, because I could just see this little person going through the process of crawling up onto the toilet, and it kind of made me chuckle. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I'm remote. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's loose, that would suck. I mean, imagine the toilet's five foot off the ground, and you have to hoist your ass up there somehow.
1: Well, Kelly's taller than I am, and one of the, the funny things that we've kind of always gone through is that She's like an inch and a half taller than me. So if she wear if she, if she wears heels, she's like a giant to me. You know, like Well Kelly's taller than you? Already? Oh yeah, she's an inch and a half or two inches taller than I am. Oh I never noticed. Yeah. So like if if uh like if she's wearing four inch heels <laughs> Four inch heels, holy crap. Or you know, two inch That's well impressive. I don't even know I don't know what the options are. I'm not trans. <laughs> I don't do that stuff. <laughs> I think a four-inch heel is a very high stripper heel, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, maybe I wish she would wear some of those then, But <laughs> either either way. So,
0: so this was a meeting that was held in your building, but you didn't go. You sat at your cubicle and went.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a, like a in-person meeting it was a virtual oh i see a virtual meeting to begin with
0: so the trainer was wherever in texas or whatever
1: yeah and and plus the guest i'm I'm not actually sure where she was but she wasn't in omaha either she was actually in her house so the little person doing the training wasn't
0: a wasn't an employee of your company
1: i don't think so i i'm I'm pretty sure she was just a a uh one of those speakers that go around and inspire inspire people what's like what's that called Inspirational speaker? I don't know. Motivational speaker, that's what it is.
0: See, Alex, that's what happens when you don't let go of the ring. Then Huey comes and tries to take it from you. And then you trick him. And then you get your ring, because, oh, maybe, nope.
1: At any rate, it kind of made me be a little bit introspective of what I guess I mentally define the homeless and houseless and all like, you know, like what the words kind of mean to me.
0: Yeah, well that's interesting. I because I, I didn't know anything about how to do any accessibility stuff for a blind person as a computer programmer until that that employee started working for us. yeah. And then I learned a ton about it because I'm like, oh, we can design the software in such a way that it can work better with these uh, text-to-speech things yeah. that is what, that's what she listens to to do her job. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Like, if I can spend an hour making our system, like, way more... Compatible for any any blind employee. That's
1: amazing. You know, I didn't know anything about any of that stuff. Yeah, I mean that's good. I I, and like you said, you know, like, you know, apparently she was good at her job and helped helped a lot of people. And it seems unfortunate to me that we take that opportunity away from people because we can't think of a new way to do work. You know, and like the. In other words, the way that we've always done it is the only way, and I'm unwilling to try something new or yeah. make something new work. It's just not an excuse to me. But railroading is a pretty stodgy it, environment,
0: right? Like, you got a lot of old-school people that have been doing it X yeah. way for decades,
1: and you have to kind of force them to change, don't you? Yeah, and and there is some mental safety in that, right? There is, like, some things that... Hey, we've done it this way, and we may not know why we do it this way, but we're going to continue to do it this way. And sometimes when people deviate from that, it it, it causes some really serious problems. (laughs) Yeah. Here, Alex. Hold on, hold on. There we go. Now you're free. So, uh, To some extent, I get that. There is some measure of safety in that.
0: Uh, right, but it, it, it could be safer, or it could be that you can improve safety through a change that people are resistant to. Yeah, or efficiency. Yeah. You know. But I, I, I thought after our conversation yesterday, you were going to go tell them never to drive a train over 20 miles an hour. I thought <laughs> I convinced you.
1: Yeah, I thought about raising my hand and proposing that. (laughs) Me and my neighbor, and both of us are mentally handicapped. And by the way, we had this idea. (laughs) (laughs) My neighbor
0: was listening to a two-hour podcast about population ethics, and he came to the conclusion that the only moral
1: thing for us to do is to disband this corporation immediately. (laughs) Driving 21 miles per hour instead of 20 is the moral equivalency <laughs> of letting someone die. Yeah. To well, have why a don't you game. just
0: take this gun and shoot me right now if it's okay yeah. to drive twenty one miles yeah. an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. Oh, there's a squirrel. I hardly ever see squirrels here, which shocks me. You'd think we'd have a thousand squirrels. I'd be terrified of being a squirrel in this environment. Well we do have coyotes. Maybe that's why we don't have so many squirrels. Oh, Did you see be. my coyote three days ago on Sunday? Oh, I
1: saw your picture, but I didn't see the video. Oh, yeah. Was just, it just one video of it? I just posted it to YouTube, and yeah,
0: it only caught it for 10 seconds. Yeah, those, those coyotes never stick around and do anything except maybe pee on the produce sometimes. They just pee on it? Yeah, they pee on it. They walk know, up they to it? it, they sniff it, they pee on it, and then they leave. That's it? Yeah.
1: I guess I didn't notice that
0: uh this one wasn't this one didn't get caught on camera peeing on it he just showed up sniffed it and was gone but yeah i thought i saw unless it was a woodpecker so i haven't seen him come around the tree but he was on that look at that white bark tree i don't know what that is anyway i don't know i thought i saw him on there oh i definitely saw something on there
1: might have been a bird are you guys done? Are we just gonna fight now? Getting so much exercise. You guys are noisy. Get it, Alex. Isn't there another one, Alex? Huh? Or is there another one? What's up, buddy? <laughs> Have done? Where's your toy, Alex? Is this the end of Doggy Pals? Well, it's probably going to have to be... You guys are ruining that ring.
0: Izzy, what are you oh. doing? Guess he's teaching Kiwi to growl when he's got the, the ring. <laughs> like, he doesn't usually growl. He usually just holds it and walks around. Boy, so vocal that, or, Missy's so vocal that Huey starts growling because he feels left out, I think. Are we done? You guys are just walking around. You're not running
1: anymore. Yeah, it looks like Missy's hungry. She's trying to eat some cabbage or something.
0: Where'd uh, the other rope go? Oh, I think
1: I left it upstairs. Missy. All Come right, Dutorino. I Let's think go we're wrapping up. Well, until next time, we'll see if this makes the podcast cut. All right. Bye, podcast listeners. You got to say goodbye before you. Goodbye. See you.